growing up, I went to a secondary school in a village. So in this village, there was a, in this village school, there's a mix of, of kids from the city and kids who were farmers. Graham Bruff was a farmer's boy. I was one of his mates. We used to cycle up to his farm, play on the hay bales, watch his dad lead the cows through the yard for milking. Graham Bruff was a, a simple lad and a smelly lad. He lived on a farm. There was nothing special about him at all. You know, on school uniform days, instead of coming in in the, in the latest snazzy shell suits, as we did in that time, back in, I hear they are. No, he wore a pair of brown corduroy slacks and a barber's jacket. That was Graham Bruff. Simple and smelly. What do we do with the story of the nativity? It comes around every year. You know, it's not snazzy like those shell suits. It's not Santa. It's not special. It's simple and it's, and it's smelly. But it's no fairy tale. For some of us today, the challenge is to look beyond the ideas, the concepts of the nativity being fantasy and fairy tale. Maybe we get stuck on the virgin birth or the heavenly host of angels. We pass it off as fairy tale or fiction. For some of us, the familiarity of the nativity story sends us into waves of sentimentality. We remember the feelings in childhood of the, the wonderment, the old nativity plays, the snowy Christmas days, lying awake on Christmas Eve, desperately trying to get to sleep. The story of Jesus, for some of us, is wrapped up in these sentimental thoughts. See, the Bible, God's word, says that the reality is not fantasy. It's not sentimental. It's simple and it's smelly. And yet, it's life-changing. Hear the first reading from Esther. Isaiah 9 lists some of the wonderful titles of Jesus. We heard it on the video earlier. Wonderful counsellor. Mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But did you notice a phrase that was given to Jesus in the video and in two of the readings, in the reading of Micah and Matthew? The phrase given to Jesus, or the title given to Jesus, was Shepherd. The prophet Micah was writing over 700 years before the birth of Jesus, foretelling of his birth. You see, the other reading from Isaiah was written hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus, foretelling of his coming. And Michael wrote of this shepherd king, the king who would come to shepherd his people. And did you not find it interesting? Perhaps it passed you by. I think it's passed me by for years and years and years. The reading in Matthew with the wise men who came to Herod's palace first, they quote from Micah. 
And instead of asking, where is the mighty God who is to be born? Where is the everlasting Father? Where is the Prince of Peace? I've always pondered, why don't they use those big titles of Jesus? But the wise men come into Herod's palace. They quote Micah from 700 years ago. And they say, for out of you, this is Bethlehem, will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. What is so significant about this name of Jesus? The shepherd king. Why do we need a ruler who will shepherd his people? Shepherds are simple. Shepherds are smelly. My mate, Graham Bruff, was a simple and smelly lad. He was a good lad. Why is this name given to Jesus, the shepherd king, simple and smelly? Isn't it in our world that the most important people who take the limelight are talented? Those who can sing well. Those who can dance well. Saw that last night. Those who can kick a ball straight. Seems to be they're the important people in the world. The influencers, those who can promote a brand well, who work on YouTube to their advantage. Those who can work the algorithms, predict the markets, the world leaders, the corporate managers. Aren't those the most important people in the world? A shepherd king? Really? A shepherd king? Why was Jesus the shepherd king? Here's a picture of a shepherd. Simple. On the hillside. Simple and smelly. Why was Jesus known as the shepherd king? Why was that one of his crucial names? Throughout the Old Testament we read about the God who had shepherd his people. And Jesus as shepherd is not merely a metaphor with which the people then in Israel, in Jerusalem and Bethlehem could easily relate to. But it describes his comprehensive care for his people. Why do we need a shepherd king? Why a shepherd? Because the Bible says we are like sheep. That's you. That's me. I bought uh, a prop. I don't really think I need this prop, but you get the picture. That's me. The Bible says that is me and that is you. Why does the Bible say we are like sheep? And therefore, why do we need a shepherd? Well, the Bible says we're simple and we're kind of smelly. We're needy. We go astray from the shepherd and that is why we need a shepherd king. Look, two things, two really important things to grasp hold of tonight. It's the nature of a shepherd king. You know, the nature of a shepherd is always giving. Maybe you've heard Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. 
You see, the nature of a shepherd is always giving. Read a book last summer. If you still need a Christmas present uh, and you, you haven't passed on your wishes to those uh, who love you, who might just buy you a Christmas present, can I recommend The Shepherd's Life? Doesn't sound that great, does it? Doesn't look that great. But it's about a shepherd's life, a tale of the Lake District. Look at this quote here of a shepherd working hard in the Lake District. My job is simple. Get around the fields and feed and shepherd the different flocks of ewes, dealing with any issues that arise. First rule of shepherding, it's not about you. It's about the sheep and the land. You see, the nature of a shepherd is always giving. The nature of a shepherd king is always giving. He is the one who gives. The Bible says that it's Jesus, the shepherd king, who continues to give. In fact, he's the one who gives breath to our lungs. He's the one who puts smiles on our faces. He's the one who gives us restful nights, who puts food on our tables. He's the one who puts us in relationships to cherish. He's the one who puts us in family units to love. The shepherd king is the one in whom Christmas is all about. To celebrate him. The imagery of the shepherd king captures the comprehensive sovereignty of the shepherd over his sheep. The ones he has given life to. Can I ask you tonight, are you compelled to know the shepherd? To know the shepherd means to follow the shepherd. The title of Jesus as the shepherd king shows the need of the sheep to yield completely to his Care. The nature of a shepherd king is always to give. That's the first crucial point in understanding the shepherd king. Here's the second, second crucial point. The reach of the shepherd king is extensive. The shepherd king came because things in this world are not right. Because the breath in our lungs will one day... Give up. The smile on our faces, we know at times turn to frowns. Nights that are meant to be restful are fraught with anxious hours of tossing and turning or children crying. People will not eat like us this Christmas. Caught up in wars and disputes. Relationships are fractured. Family loved ones turn against each other and say words that hurt and we've all been on the receiving end of that and we've all been administrators of that too. We do things out of selfish desires. See, the Bible says in Isaiah that we are all like sheep who have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way 
And the Lord has laid on him, the shepherd king, the iniquity of us all. If you're a Christian in the room tonight, this is what you believe. You believe that the shepherd king came because you're in a serious place. If you're a Christian, you believe that the shepherd king came because the pain that you feel and the hurt that you've experienced is because that you and others, mankind, have not acknowledged him as the shepherd king. If you're a Christian here tonight, you believe with the words that we sung in Hark the Herald that the Lord Jesus, the shepherd king, was born that man that you no more may die. He was born to raise you from the earth. He was born to give you second birth. Here's the shepherd's, shepherd king's role. He says, I am the good shepherd in John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Here's why Christmas is so special. Because if you're a Christian, you remember that you are a sheep, and you need your shepherd king. You need him because he gives, and he continues to nurture and shepherd and look after But you also know that he came to give his life for you. He laid down his life for you. I am. I'm the sheep that needs the shepherd every single day. I know that my shepherd is good. If you're a Christian, you know that. You believe that. He knows you. He gave his life for you. He cares for you in every moment. In every aspect of life. And he will lead you home. The shepherd king. Whose nature is always giving. And the shepherd king. Whose reach is extensive. If you're not a Christian here tonight. You are very, very welcome. Carol's. Not about you heading home and feeling a little bit better about you. We don't put on a gathering so that uh, you may come and just enjoy the good food. Uh, we hope you do and enjoy the, uh, the wine after that will be hot, we promise, at the end. We don't just do it so that you can experience that. We hope you have a really good time here. But the reason why we put on carols is that you may come and hear about the Shepherd King... Who cares? The shepherd king who came to give his life, to lay down his life for the sheep. The shepherd king who cares. Would you for a moment consider the shepherd king? Would you consider the shepherd king as a king that you could follow as you recognise the nature of yourself as a sheep lost and wandering, a sheep who's in need of constant care. You are very welcome at Town Church. We've got a little gift for you at the end as you head home. We've got a Matthew's Gospel, and in the Matthew's Gospel uh, is a little bookmark. 
uh, that invites you to uh, an Explore More course, three weeks in January and February. Come and explore more of this Shepherd King. See what the Christian faith is really saying about you as a sheep and the Shepherd King is the one that you must trust in for hope and for forgiveness of sins and for security in the future. It is all about this Shepherd King. So don't leave uh, before uh, you grab one of these. We're going to sing again of this Shepherd King and the many more names that he's called. We're going to sing that there was once in Royal David City a cattle shed that took hold of this Shepherd King. He came, simple and smelly, but he came to save the world. So let's stand and sing these words and celebrate the coming of our Shepherd King.